What's going on, you guys? Welcome back to the Home Field Podcast. So today is going to be a shorter episode than normal. I've been dealing with the flu the last couple days, and you guys can probably already tell that my voice is already shot to begin with. So we'll keep it light for today. Really, there's not that much to talk about other than the fact that the Lakers won the NBA Finals against the Heat last night. And then we'll talk a little bit about the NFL, and we'll talk about the unfortunate injury that happened to Dak Prescott. Apparently, he suffered a compound fracture in his ankle yesterday against the Giants, and he is out for the season. So we'll go over a few other things in the NFL, but that was really one of the standouts from yesterday. So with that said, let's get to it. All right, so we'll start with the Lakers winning the NBA Finals last night against the Miami Heat. So in the Game 6 matchup, the Lakers won by the score of 106-93. to And if anybody had really watched this game, let's just be honest here for a second. That game was over by halftime. The Lakers were up 64-36 to at halftime. That 28-point lead is the second largest NBA Finals halftime lead ever. And really from that point forward... The Lakers were on autopilot, but it was more than enough to get them the win. And they are your 2020 NBA champions because of it. So just looking at the box score here, I thought the Lakers were outstanding on the offensive side of the ball. LeBron James had another triple-double in the finals, had 28 points, 14 rebounds, and 10 assists. Anthony Davis had another good game as well. He had 19 points and 15 rebounds. The role players here were big for the Lakers, though. So... Sticking with the starting five, I thought KCP had an outstanding game. He had 17 points, knocked down some big three-point shots. Danny Green had 11 points as well. I know everybody gave him a bunch of grief after missing that shot late in game five, but he chipped in with 11 points. But really the standout from the role players last night was Rondo. Rondo had 19 points off the bench in 30 minutes, and He was really the tone setter for why the Lakers really started getting some distance from the Heat in the second quarter. He was able to drive into the lane fairly easily, despite the fact that he was being guarded against Jimmy Butler. He had about three or four easy layups to start the game. And then once the Heat made some adjustments to stop him from driving into the lane, he knocked down some big three-point shots. I mean, he was... Three or four from three-point land last night. And Rondo really isn't known as a three-point shooter, but the Heat gave him space, and he was able to knock down some big three-pointers as well. So I thought the Lakers offensively were outstanding, but I don't even think it compares to what the Lakers did defensively. The Lakers' defensive performance here is really one of the best that I've ever seen. When you can hold the Heat to 36 points in the first half, there's no way that the Heat are going to be able to come back unless the Lakers essentially missed every shot in the second half. And just looking what what they did to Jimmy Butler, they held Jimmy Butler to only 12 points. I mean, I don't know how, but Bam had 25 points. And it, I mean, it, it really didn't seem like any of the Heat players scored that many, but most of their points were scored in garbage time in the second half just because the Lakers were up by so much anyway. But, like I said, Butler only had 12. 
Jay Crowder only had 12. Duncan Robinson only had 10. And Tyler Hero only had seven points. It just, it seemed like the Heat just ran out of gas last night. I think they put so much effort, not only physical effort, but mental effort into winning that game five matchup. I just don't think they had anything left in the tank. And you can kind of tell because Jimmy Butler is one of the best defenders in the league. And he was getting blown by Rondo last night. Now, Rondo's no spring chicken. Rondo's been in the league for over a decade. And he was, and Rondo was getting by him fairly easily. And one of the things that stood out from the Heat last night, actually there were a few, were just the miscues. Whether it was missing free throws, turning the ball over, missing open shots. It really worked against them in this game, especially their free throw shooting. I mean, as a team... They were shooting 88% from the free throw line before game six. And then at one point last night, they were five of 13 from the free throw line. It just, it just, it seemed like they were out of sorts. And really once the Lakers put it on them in the second quarter, it just seemed like the heat just, they didn't have anything left in the tank to fight back. So I know the score made it seem like Miami made it close, but Really, for the most part, that game was over at halftime. And congratulations to the Lakers, though. The Lakers, they earned it. This was a... I thought the Lakers were going to win this series in five games, and they were about 30 seconds away from doing that in Game 5, but give uh, the Heat credit in Game 5. They were able to close it out late in the fourth quarter. But the Lakers win the series in six games, and... LeBron James won his fourth NBA Finals MVP award. No no really surprise there. So I thought LeBron James definitely deserved it. I honestly thought really through like the first couple games, I thought Anthony Davis had an argument to possibly get it. But really at the end of the end of the series, LeBron James showed why he's still the best player in the league. Scored 40 points in game five. Had Another triple-double in Game 6. And, I mean, he he deserves it, man. And this is his fourth NBA championship. This championship being on his third team. And he's he's really kind of defying father time. He, he's been in the league for 17 years. He's almost put up, if not more than 60,000 minutes on his body. And I remember they were saying last night, that this was his 260th playoff game. Just to put that into perspective, that's three extra seasons on his body. So technically he's played 17 full NBA seasons, but when you add up all the playoff series that he's played in, he's played the equivalent of 20 NBA seasons, if not a little bit more than that. I mean, really, what else is there left to say about LeBron? Obviously he's this generation's best player. Now, People are going to say, well, is he the greatest NBA player of all time? I still think that Michael Jordan's impact to the game and what he was able to accomplish in career still makes him currently the greatest player of all time. However, this is there's one argument that I'll say where LeBron could beat Jordan in this sense. I don't know if LeBron James is ever going to reach 
six rings. But he has been doing it a lot longer than Jordan. Because his prime has been going for almost 10 years. And he's 35 years old. He's about to turn 36 in December. And he's still performing at an MVP level. I mean, I remember Kobe at this point in his career, granted he had a bunch of injuries that led up to this point when he was 35, but he was a shell of himself at that point. And you compare that with LeBron. LeBron's still arguably the best player in the league. Some people could say that Kevin Durant's the best player, but right now I'm going to give it to LeBron because he's playing. But like LeBron said last night, he wants his respect. And I'll tell you what, for me personally, he's he's got it from me. It's been a long road being a Lakers fan the last 10 years. I mean, I remember the Lakers had Nick Young, Jordan Hill, Robert Sacre, Wesley Johnson. Oh, God, who else was on that team? Oh, my God, we had Jeremy Lin. Yeah, if you're a Lakers fan, you knew how bad those times were. And it's got to feel nice to come full circle here with LeBron and AD taking over the team and carrying the Lakers to their first title in 10 years. And I'm pretty sure that Kobe's looking down on them and saying, job well done. And I know they can finally say that job's finished. So once again, congratulations to the Lakers winning the NBA Finals this year. And I got to give it up to the Heat as well. The Heat had one impressive run in the playoffs. I didn't see them getting to the NBA Finals, but their play in the bubble, they were outstanding, and they earned it. And they will definitely be a team to contend with moving forward. I mean, there are some rumors that that Giannis Antetokounmpo could potentially go to the Heat this offseason. So we'll see how that develops, but the Heat are definitely going to stick around and We'll see how the Lakers can retool moving forward and potentially go back-to-back. I think it's going to be tough. But when you got LeBron James and Anthony Davis on the same team, I think they got a good shot. All right, so we'll transition to the NFL here for a few minutes. And uh, we'll go over some of the Week 5 matchups from yesterday. Let's get the, uh, let's get the worst out of the way. Um, I'm pretty sure most of you have seen the injury that Dak Prescott had yesterday. Um, Just looking at the tweet here, he had a compound fracture in his ankle and also suffered a dislocation of his ankle as well. And it it, it was just tough to see. So the Cowboys were going up against the Giants and Dak was running on a QB draw. they They were close to scoring a touchdown. They were in the red zone when Dak ran that QB draw ends up getting about a nine yard gain, but he ends up getting tackled pretty awkwardly and gets his ankle rolled underneath him and his ankle just snapped in the process. And it was interesting because Tony Romo was on the call for the Cowboys game and he made probably one of the most all time calls by hoping that what Dak had suffered was a cramp. And then CBS changed the camera angle and you could just see 
how gruesome the injury was for Dak. And then Tony Romo finally realized how serious that injury was. And I know for me personally, it was just tough to see Dak react to that injury. Obviously, he has been the leader for the Cowboys ever since he took over the starting job from Tony Romo. But you just hope the best for the guy. And it's been well documented this year that he's had one of, if not the toughest years in his life. And you just add this on top of it. You just you just feel for the guy and hope for the best in this situation for a speedy recovery. And who knows? I mean, Alex Smith was able to come back from a gruesome injury that he suffered two years ago. I'll get into that in just a little bit. So I know that Dak definitely has the the character and the strength to bounce back from this, but it is going to be a tough road for him for the next couple of months, if not the next year or so. Just You just hope the best for the guy, and I hope he can come back and make some sort of impact in a positive way for the Cowboys moving forward. And then to move on to the game itself, this was one of the better games of the day. And you got to give the Giants credit here because they fought hard in this game. I know their record may not show it, but they they did pretty much everything that they could to get a win in Dallas yesterday, but just not enough. And even despite the fact that Dak was in for the game, they were down 17-3 to early in the second quarter. Now, they were able to bounce back. And they ended up taking the lead by halftime. But it was a close game from that point forward in the second half. I mean, it got to the point where it was late in the game. This is when Andy Dalton took over after Dak suffered that injury. And the Giants were up late in the fourth quarter, 34-31. to 31. Now, Andy Dalton was able to lead the Cowboys down the field to get them in the field goal range to tie the game up. And then... The Cowboys were able to get another drive to close out the game on another field goal. So they won the game 37-34. to And as it stands right now, the Cowboys are your division leaders in the NFC East at 2-3. and I know their record may not show up, but they are the leaders of the NFC East. And for the Giants, it's just, it's just a tough loss for them. They played extremely hard in this game, but unfortunately for them, they moved to 0-5 to start the season. And then to kind of just look around the other games from this past week, I thought one of the standouts was the Dolphins beating the brakes off the 49ers yesterday. I I really didn't expect this. For the Dolphins to go into San Francisco and to just put it on the 49ers here, got to give them a lot of credit. So they moved to 2-3, and three, and I believe the 49ers moved to 2-3 and three as well. I mean, it got to the point where it was so bad for the 49ers, they had to take out Jimmy Garoppolo and replace him with C.J. Beathard. Just, Jimmy did not have a great day at the office, and really the whole team just struggled. I mean, defensively, they to give up 43 to Ryan Fitzpatrick, I tell you what, that, that morning meeting is not going to be fun for them, talking about this, going over the film from this game. So, got to give some credit to Ryan Fitzpatrick and the Dolphins, man. Good on them. And then the other standout was... This really wasn't a game standout. This was more of just a player standout. Was Alex Smith 
coming back in and playing quarterback for the Washington football team. I think everybody clearly remembers that gruesome leg injury that he suffered a few years ago. And a lot of people had thought that he was going to be done with his career just with all the complications from the surgeries that he had on his leg. And you guys can look up the pictures from his surgeries. I mean, his leg at one point looked like it was gone. His leg was so bad from all the infections that he had post-surgery. It was well documented that he could have lost his leg in the process from that injury. And to see him come back and just just to be able to play on the football field again. It, it, it's a great comeback story for him. I, honestly, it still scares me to see him on the field after suffering that type of injury. It just it's just incredible that he could bounce back and play and granted they they didn't play that well yesterday. They only scored 10 points offensively. But I think for him personally to be able to come back and to be able to step on a football field and and play again, I, I got I got to give him some credit. That's a that's a great feat that he was able to do, and you got to give a lot of respect to him. So that that'll pretty much wrap it up for me today. Um, like I said in the intro, I've been dealing with the flu the last couple of days, and just I didn't want to go on for another thirty. 35 minutes. I mean, I know I could if I wanted to, but just, I don't have it in my voice today. My voice is already shot. So we'll wrap up the episode here. So looking forward to the next episode though, what we're going to do is we're going to focus on the power rankings. I'll compile a list of the 32 teams in the NFL and then make a power rankings list from that may have a guest on, may talk about the NBA finals a little bit more and then see what it's going to be moving forward into next season for the NBA season. And then I may even get into a little bit of baseball just because now we're moving on to the ALCS and the NLCS. So that'll be something to look forward to, but I want to thank you guys for listening in. I know it was a shorter episode, but hopefully it worked out as best as it could. And, uh, I'll see you guys later. All right, take it easy.